And we're about to continue our series in the book of Hebrews, jumping into Hebrews chapter 10. This is the way I want to start. I think there's probably three groups of people, three, three types of people in this room this morning, okay? I want you to make some noise if you resonate with one of these three groups, okay? Sound good? You have to make some noise though. You have to, you have to respond, all right? The first group is, is what I'm going to call like the psychos, okay, who, who we love. Don't, don't raise your hand yet. That's weird. The, the psychos who maybe you're in this room and you love running just to run. Like, like you don't need any motivations. Like, I just, you just love to go out and run for fun. Raise your hand and make some noise if that's you. There's, okay, there's a few. There's a few. Mr. Mr. Cheesy bro back here, Ali Ra, when you have two feet, I'm guessing. I see you, I see you. Okay, wait, 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 raise your hand one more time if that's you, if that's you. Okay, okay, okay. There, there's a fair amount of you. You guys are people that I just, I don't get, uh, but good for you. You're probably healthier, but I'm, I'm a part of a different group. Who here, you're part of the group that you love, like you're, you're great with running if there's a point to the running. Like, like you have a ball in your hands and you're dribbling down the court or like you're running to like go score or like running for a sport, like to go and win something. Then if like, do you like running if it's under those conditions? Raise your hand, make some noise, make some noise. Yes. I resonate with you. Joey, is Joey still, yeah. Can you turn these guys down a little bit? They're, they're just blinding me a tiny bit. Thank you. Okay, then I, I will give love to this third group of people. If you're in this room and you're like, running is stupid, it's from the devil, it's a byproduct of like of the sin nature, you just like, do not make me run, pastor. Raise your hand and make some noise if that's you. You just hate running. Okay, I see you, I see you, I see you. Mary, go, go ahead and clap for these people. Let's give it up. We, we love you guys. Even if we don't understand you, you are welcome here. Okay, this is, this is what, what we're going to do. We're going to have a little race, okay? Now, before you raise your hand, there, there's going to be a point to this, okay? One of the, what we're going to kind of be talking about today is this God statement, Jesus is treasure. Can everyone say Jesus is treasure? Come on, say Jesus is treasure. We're talking about how Jesus is Treasure. And I think one of the most important things that you and I have to discover as followers of Jesus is why do we follow Jesus? Everyone say, why? why? Look at your neighbor and say, why? No, no, no. Say, why? There you go. Act like you're from Georgia and you got like four teeth missing. Why? Right? Okay. Like, why do we follow Jesus? Because I think that one of the things that we do as Christians that maybe hinders us the most in following Jesus is we do a lot of things because we think we should, right? We should, I, I should pray and, I, and I, I should read my Bible. I should do all of these things, right? It's just the, it's the right thing to do. And I think something that, that robs us as we follow Jesus is, is we have motivation that's just coming from people trying to tell us what to do. One of the most important things that you and I can really decide and, and think through is, is why do I follow Jesus? Everyone say Why? And in psychology, there's these two different types of motivation. Okay, I'm going to teach you in some big words. Are you ready? One is called extrinsic motivation. Everyone say extrinsic. You guys sound like, like scholars. Amazing. And then there's intrinsic motivation. Everyone say intrinsic. Okay, so, so these two types of motivation, extrinsic, one more time, say extrinsic, is, is motivation that comes from outside. Okay, so this is like the type of motivation when people say like, yeah, you should study hard. Yeah, you should, you should run fast. Yeah, you should work hard. You should, you should, you should. And it's other people trying to motivate you to do something, right? And, and maybe if you have like a really like motivational coach or like, like you watch a movie that has like a really good motivational speech, right? You might be motivated for a short time, right? Like you might hear like a really good like word of encouragement or something. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. And then like two minutes later, you're like, 
but actually I don't really want to study hard. I'd rather like play like play video games or like just just hang out, right? Like, like okay, yeah, I, I should like I want to run hard. I should do this, and then like you're a minute into running back and forth for the sake of you being a great athlete, and you're like. Why am I doing this again? Right? Like, sometimes extrinsic motivation is not very powerful, but intrinsic motivation. I'm going to say intrinsic. Intrinsic motivation that comes from a conviction, from a deep belief that you and I have. When we have intrinsic motivation, it leads us to do something. When we, saw, when we see something as worth it, when we, some, when we see something that has a great reward, we are willing to do something even that's difficult for the sake of it, okay? So this, this is how I want to demonstrate this. Uh, how many of you guys went to Dutch Bros this morning? Raise your hands. I know, I know, Elias, I know. Okay, this crew right here. Let me ask, who loves Dutch Bros in this room? Okay, that's a good amount of you. Now, I'm going to be honest. I think Dutch Bros is overrated and you're spending way too much of your money. And you should drink some good quality like black coffee. But that's not the point of this. The point of this is who would really like a Dutch Bros gift card? Actually, two. Okay. Okay, now real quick, real quick, remind me, who, was, who in here was in the camp of you love running just to run? Raise your hand. You love running just to run, okay. There's a few of you, there's a few of you, okay. I'm sorry, I'm not going to choose you guys for today, okay. I just, I'm sorry that disqualifies you. But you're healthier than all of us. You probably don't drink, drink Dutch Bros anyways, good for you. But in the second group, you're down for running if you have a motivation, you're down for running if, like, I can go and I can score a bucket, I can go and, like, score a goal, I can go and win a race. If you were part of that group, raise your hand one more time. Okay, I need three volunteers from that group, from that group. Let's see, let's see, this is going to be tough, tough choices here. Let me see, you come up here, you come up here, come on, come on, let's go. Uh, I'm, Cap, you come up here, I, I'm ready. Are you, are you fast? Are you fast? Do you think you can beat them? Do you, do you think you can beat them? You want to try? All right. Do you think you can, you can run in those shoes? I want to, like, I want, I want to pick a girl, okay? You can? Okay, come on up here. Come on up here. All right. The jacket's coming off. Okay. Everyone, go ahead. Tell your, uh, tell your name to everyone. Cap. Everyone say, what's up, Cap? What's your name? Jonah. What, everyone say, what's up, Jonah? What's your name? Brindley. Brindley? Everyone say, what's up, Brindley? Okay, this is what's going to happen. So none of you guys enjoy running just to run, right? Like it's kind of it's kind of lame. Like if I was just like, hey, go run five miles for fun, would you have fun? Right. But, but you do like running if something's motivating you, right? Right? Like I know, are you a basketball player? No. Are you a hockey player? Uh, no? Oh, I saw the avalanche. Okay, never mind. Okay, but you like running if there's a reward on the table, okay? So this is the reward on the table. The reason why I want you guys to run super hard, super fast, even though you don't love running. The winner will receive both of these gift cards, okay? The winner will receive both of these gift cards. This is $10, which is like half a drink at Dutch Bros, I feel like, okay? But we'll see. So this is what's going to happen. You guys come down here. Come down here. All right? Now this is all you have to do is you're going to start right here behind this little, this little, I don't know, this, where, where this part of the carpet starts. Okay? And what you will do is you will run around this, this course. You will run around the chairs, go behind the sound booth, around these chairs, back here, and that's one lap. Does that make sense? So you'll, you'll run around that way. I need you to do three laps. And I need you to run as hard and fast as you can. First person to hit a high five from me after three laps is the winner. You get these gift cards, all right? You guys ready to cheer them on? You ready to cheer them on? All right, here we go. No false starts, okay? You don't, you don't want a false start or else we have to start over. Okay, that's lame. Okay, we're gonna get started. Go! Run, 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 run. Come on, 
Come on. Oh, Cap's killing it. Go, 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 go. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's one lap. Two more. Come on. Catch up, catch up, catch up. Can he get caught? Oh, he's, he, come on, he's catching up. Go, 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 go. Keep running hard. Keep running hard. You're doing great. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh. All right, we got Cap the winner. Well done, well done. Go ahead, you can, you can finish all the way. Go ahead, give it up for these runners. Give it up for them. Well done. In the boots, there's a lot of respect. I'm actually going to keep these. I'm just kidding. Here you go, here you go. Everyone go. This boy's out of breath. Cap, good job. Give it up for Cap one more time. Amazing. Cap's, Cap's probably going to be a nice person to give one of the gift cards away. He's just so kind. And everyone's like, hmm, hmm. Right? Okay. Everyone say internal versus external. You see, what just happened is Cap is someone who he doesn't love to run just to run. This wasn't the most fun thing ever of like, I get to run three laps and be like super winded. But the reason why it was worth it is because there was a reward. Everyone say reward. Everyone say reward. There was a reward. And what I want to suggest to you guys this morning is this. Is that if we do not see Jesus as our treasure as our reward, then running this race of faith will become something that is extremely tiring, something that, that kind of feels like a burden, something that you and I may sit down one day and say, is this really worth it? We see often throughout the New Testament that this, this image of a race is used. And, and what, the reason why this image is used is because, is because we must run with Endurance. Everyone say endurance. We must run with endurance. We must continue to run and follow after Jesus even when it's difficult, even when it's hard. And that's what this text is, is, is encouraging us of this morning. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. It'll be up on the screen. We're going to lean into this passage. Go ahead. Let's get ready to pay attention. Let's get ready to lean in and see what the Lord wants to speak to us. Will you guys go ahead and stand with me as we get ready to read this text? standing as we, as we read scripture, just a way of kind of posturing us to remember that the word of God is something that is holy. This is, this is God's word where he wants to communicate to us, he wants to encourage us, he wants to confront us and challenge us and transform us. So go ahead, quiet down, let's not be distracted. And go ahead, you can read alongside of me if you want, you can even close your eyes and just listen to these words. Hebrews 10, starting in verse 32, says this. But recall the former days when after you were in line, you endured a hard struggle with suffering. Sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction and sometimes being partners with those so treated. For you had compassion on those in prison and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession. Everyone say better possession. Better possession and an abiding one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. Everyone say reward. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come and will not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith. Everyone say by faith. My righteous one shall live by faith, and he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and preserve 
their souls. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of the Lord, and we respond saying, thanks be to God. Go ahead and stay standing, bow your head, and let's pray. If you're distracted right now, and you guys to stop talking, all right? Fellas over here, pay attention, all right? No more talking. Heavenly Father, we come to you this, this morning, and Lord, we're reminded that we, we deeply need you. Lord, we can get so caught up in the things going on in our lives in this world that we just totally forget how much better you are than anything or anyone else. Lord, we so easily take for granted the blood that you have shed for us on the cross. We so easily take for granted, we, we so easily get used to just a, a story that you died on the cross. And Holy Spirit, I'm asking today that you would make the good news of the gospel come alive again to my friends in this room this morning, to me this morning. To every 6th, 7th, 8th grader, to every leader, from the oldest to the youngest, I pray that you would move us to gratitude again. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would convict us, that you would transform us, and you'd help us to see you as our reward, as our treasure. If you're in this room and, and you want to follow Jesus and you want to see him as your treasure, as the reason why you live, would you just pray this? Would you say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to see Jesus as better than anything or anyone else. Would you give me the desire to know Jesus and to follow him? In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. For the next 15 minutes, I want you guys to pay attention with me. I want you to lean in because some of these verses we're about to read are, are some really, really heavy and difficult verses to think about. They challenge us, they convict us, they, they kind of call into question just doing the status quo. And what I love about the author of Hebrews is the author of Hebrews sees following Jesus as a matter of high priority. It's not just a cute story, it's the gospel isn't just something we dig into, you know, during Easter, Christmas Eve, when we, we come to church with all the other people that maybe come a few times a year, and we're reminded of this cute story that Jesus loves you. No, the gospel is so much more, and it's something we must hold fast to. Everyone say, hold fast. We must hold fast to, because you see, they're like deciding and coming up with like a, the reason why we live our lives. Like, like understanding what motivates me to live my life. What gives me value? Like, like what makes me worth something? What gives me purpose? Like, like why do I live my life on earth? These are big questions. Why, why, why should I care about my life? Why, why does it matter the way that I live? These are really important questions that, that I think for many of us in this room, we're asking ourselves, and if we don't have a good answer, then just doing things because we think we should do them will not get us very far, and the author of Hebrews wants to challenge us this morning and present something to us, which is to hold fast to Jesus. There's a few verses here in Hebrews I want to go through as we're kind of coming close to the end of this book. I want to kind of go through what we see the author of Hebrews encouraging us with. Look at Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1. It says, therefore we must pay much closer attention. Everyone say pay attention. 
We must pay attention to what we have heard lest we drift away from it. Everyone say drift away. Look at Hebrews 3.15. Turn the page a few pages. It says, as it is said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Everyone say today. Everyone say today. The author of Hebrews, over and over, we see him talking about saying, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Today. There's, there's an urgency to responding to the gospel because it is the greatest treasure, the greatest value that you'll ever find. There's an urgency here. Our author in Hebrews 4.14 says this. It says, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Everyone say, hold fast. There's three times throughout the book of Hebrews that we are encouraged to hold fast to Jesus. Hebrews 6 tells us that our hope in Jesus is like an anchor to a ship. That even in a storm, even as as the waves come and beat on the ship, our hope in Jesus is an anchor that holds us steadfast. That no matter what comes, whether it's trial or or suffering or persecution, no matter what comes, we have an anchor that is immovable. Everyone say, hold fast. Hold fast. One more time, look at Hebrews chapter 10 with me. Hebrews 10, in the same chapter we were just reading, it says this in verse 23. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. I'll say it like this, that you and I, we either hold fast to our hope in Jesus, or we will drift away from him. Now, I want you guys to catch this, pay attention, look at me, look at me. That you and I, in our lives here on earth, we will either hold fast to our hope in Jesus, which is our anchor, or we will drift away in the ocean of the cares of this world. We'll drift away trying to find meaning, trying to find motivation, a reason for life in other things, and happiness, and success, and achievement, and popularity. And all these things will lead us to and fro, and they will leave you empty. I've seen it, I've experienced, I've watched enough people in my life go throughout their lives who, who at one point being the best athlete or the best student or having all the friends, all these things that, that gave them a reason for life for a short term of time eventually left them empty. And the decision before you and I this morning is will we hold fast to our hope in Jesus or will we drift away in the cares of this world? I'll say it like this, if we are not actively responding to God's grace. If we're not actively responding to God's grace and following Jesus, we will lose heart and drift away. Are you with me this morning? There, there are only really two ways. You and I, we don't just stay in the middle. If we are not actively responding to the good news of Jesus and saying, Lord, I want to follow you with all of my life, the world will pull us away. The temptations of our flesh, the enemy, the devil who comes to steal, kill, and destroy from you and me will cause us to drift away from Jesus. Everyone say, hold fast. You see, we see this really serious warning in Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10 has one of the most sobering, one of the most challenging, one of the most difficult passages in the Bible for me. That When I read it, it puts the fear of God in me. I want us to look at this. As to why we do not wait, as to why we do not take the sacrifice of Jesus lightly. Look at this passage with me, Hebrews 10, 26. This comes right before the passage we read at the beginning of today's message. It says, for if we go on sinning deliberately or, or intentionally after receiving the knowledge of the truth, 
There no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has outraged the spirit of grace? For we know him who said, vengeance is mine and I will repay. Again, the Lord will judge his people. Listen to verse 31. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. This is a pretty serious passage, right? Like, like I read that and like my response is like, oh my gosh. Like, like dang, that's serious, right? For those who continue to live in sin intentionally, deliberately, this is, this is different than falling into temptation or, or attempting to follow Jesus but then falling short, which we all do. And Jesus says, hey, come to me, confess your sins, and he forgives us and makes us new. But there's, if, if there's something else, there's something different that when you and I, when we experience Jesus and we receive the gift of salvation, if we think that his grace is a license, it's permission to keep on sinning, let me tell you, you and I, we've missed it. We've missed the good news of the gospel. If we think that, well, because Jesus died, that's great. All I have to do is pray the prayer before I die, and that's fine. Like, then I, you know, I'll get, like, the, the get out of hell free card and go to heaven, and life is good. And what this passage is telling us is, no, 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 no. If you are someone who says that you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, if you have, have received the Holy Spirit, because you are a follower of Jesus. If you, have, if you have listened to the good news of Jesus and say, I believe in that. But then you go on deliberately sinning. I want to warn you that, that I don't know if you really understand and have received the true good news of the gospel this morning. If you use Jesus' grace and forgiveness and mercy as a license to sin, what this passage tells us is you are trampling underfoot the blood of Jesus. This is exactly what the Romans and the people of Israel did when, when Jesus came and he did miracles and, and did amazing works. And what did the people of Israel do and the Romans? They said crucify him. We, we've seen his good deeds. We've seen his works. We've seen his miracles. We've heard him speak. Crucify him. We don't want anything to do with him. And friends, the challenge for us today is simply this. I want you to hear me. Will you and I choose to follow Jesus today? Will you choose to follow Jesus today? Because if you are just kind of waiting to put it off until later, can I propose to you that you are not, you are not experiencing the true goodness and life and beauty of the treasure that is Jesus, of the gift that is relationship with Jesus, of, of the beauty of walking with Jesus and loving his people. You see, there is a better way. And what, what Hebrews tells us throughout this entire book as we're getting ready to, to close out this series here in a few weeks, is we've seen this theme over and over and over again, that Jesus is better. Can you say Jesus is better? Jesus is better. And what we see throughout Hebrews is that Jesus is better than the angels. We see this in, in Hebrews 1, that Jesus is far better than even the creatures that God made who are in heaven with him right now. Why? Because the message that he delivers to us is even sweeter. 
The, the message he delivers to us is good, good news. And as, as the book continues, we see that he is a better priest. And the covenant that he makes is better. And the question for us this morning is do you and I, do we see Jesus as better than anything or anyone else? Do we see him as better? One more time, can you say Jesus is better? Lucy and Aiden, you guys can go ahead and come on up. You see, for you and I to be able to answer the question, why, why should I follow Jesus? Or, or maybe the question before us this morning is like, why, what should, why should I keep following Jesus if it's hard? Why, why should I do this, this Christianity thing if it's going to cost me something? Why? Maybe a lot of you guys have, have asked yourselves that question before. If, if me being a Christian doesn't mean that I just have like a super easy life, what, what's the point? And friends, what I want to propose to you this morning is that Jesus' invitation to you and I is so much better than anything else in this world. Joe, you can go ahead and turn down the lights. Look at this, look at this passage with me. In Hebrews 10, 39. This is what our author says, Hebrews 10, 39. The author says, but we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their soul. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Everyone say the conviction. Everyone say the conviction. Faith is the assurance of things not seen, the conviction or assurance of things to hope for, the conviction of things not seen. And friends, this is what is beautiful about following Jesus. Is that Jesus is not sitting up in heaven screaming at you, come on, do more. Come on, read your Bible more, pray more. Hey, you need to do all of the things to be a good enough Christian. Jesus isn't trying just to, to get you to do more religious stuff. What Jesus came for was to make a way for you and for me to be able to come to God our Father. Pay attention. Everyone listen. Everyone look at me. Look at me. I want you guys to get this because if following Jesus is just a bunch of rules and have-tos and, and something you just feel like you should do, you will not experience following him as joy. You will not experience being a follower of Jesus something that's worth it. It'll just feel like something you have to do. Friends, can I tell you that is not why Jesus gave his life for you? That's not why he, he hung on the cross and shed his blood for you so that you could feel like you just have to do all of these things for him? No, 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 no. I think most of, most of us know this, but if we really knew the power of this fact that Jesus died so we could have relationship with God our Father... How would, how would that change the way that we live our lives? That, that when we come into this room and, and we're singing songs of worship and lifting our hands, it's not just because someone told us to. It's not, it's not just because we, we feel like we should or we feel guilty if we don't. What if we did that because we had an understanding that Jesus is so good? Hear me, everyone look at me, look at me, look at me. What if we did that? Because we had a conviction, right? What is faith? It's the conviction that God is who he says. What if you and I had the conviction 
that Jesus is worth far more than being distracted by, by talking to your friends and trying to fit in. That's so little. That comes and goes. What if we had the conviction, no, no, no. I know that Jesus gave everything for me. So I could have the greatest treasure, the greatest reward that gives me motivation to run this race today and forever. And what is that motivation? What is that treasure? What is that reward? It is Jesus himself who says, I will never leave you or forsake you. It is Jesus himself who says, I am with you always to the end of the age. It is Jesus who died for you so you could have a relationship with God the Father. So will you go ahead and stand with me this morning? This is what I want to do. We're just going to sing this, this chorus and bridge of the song, Give Me Jesus, that we were singing earlier. And I love this. I love this song because it's a prayer. It's a cry to God. And if you're in this room and you know that, that maybe A, you've been someone that's kind of been drifting away from God. You've heard about Jesus. You've, you've heard the good news, but... The cares of this world, other things going on in your life have become more precious to you, more, more valuable to you. I want to give you this invitation to, today to, to come to Jesus, to draw near to him. Everyone say draw near. To draw near to him. We see this in Hebrews 10, 22, right before this, this heavy passage that we just read, talking about not trampling underfoot the Son of God, not taking his blood for granted. But right before this, what the author tells us is this, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience. Jesus has forgiven you, has made a way for you to come to him, to come before God the Father and say, Lord, would you help me? I want, God, would you help me to follow Jesus? Even though I have drifted away, even though I fall short, would you help me to see him as better? And hear me, the Holy Spirit will help you. God does not want to stand there and condemn you. Romans 8.1 says that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So what is his invitation to you? Draw near. Draw near to the Heavenly Father and He will help.